What's up, everyone? It's your girl here, Renee Dawn. You'll find a home here if you're comfortable with the uncomfortable. And if you're up to listening to discussions about my life, my body, relationships, cults, drugs, astrology, religion, sex, and a million other things. I'm brutally honest. I share things others aren't willing to share. And I look at life differently because I don't believe in rules. I've always made my own. I'm finally ready to talk about me and my life. So buckle up because I can guarantee you it's going to get a little wild here. Well, well, well. Here we are. It is September 7th, 3.59 in the afternoon. I have just finished eating a score bar. I decided that... I'm going to make this an enjoyable experience. I'm going to get cozy. I am sitting in my bedroom. I'm sitting on my bed. I have blankets all over me and I have, I'm covered in crystals. And um, so I'm a happy girl right now, but did I say my name already? I don't think I did. (laughs) All right. This could give you some insight into uh, what this podcast is going to be like. Um, it's always going to be freestyle. Yes. Do I have an idea of what the plan is? Of course I do. Um, but to be honest, you guys, I am, I'm a free spirit. I'm, I go all over the place. I just go where, where my heart leads me. My name is Renee Dawn. Um, I have been, (laughs) I have been wanting to do this for more time than you can imagine. Um, I feel like my whole life has been leading up to this point, to be honest. Um, it's a little bit wild. So I'm really trying to just like take this moment in to remember it and to fully acknowledge how difficult it has been to get here. And so you know, before I dive in, what you what you can all expect here is you are always going to get the raw edition. And actually, with, with that being said, I'm not going to be editing my podcasts. I'm also going to be starting a YouTube channel. I'm not going to edit that as well. I don't edit my photos on Instagram. I like to keep things real. Um, so you're going to hear things, you know, there's going to be mistakes, there's going to be pauses and it's just me keeping it real with you. Um, cause that is how, that is what I like. So, you know, whatever I publish here, I have to like it. It's not about anybody else, but me being proud of what I put out into the world and, you know, whatever I put out into the world is my art. And that's how I live my life. And that is what has brought me to this point of being able to sit here right now and share with you all my life. And I am never going to downplay anything. I like to share the raw, the real deal. I am a Sagittarius. I was born on December 15th, 1983 at 8.01 in the morning. So yeah, y'all can all look up, look up my sign and all that shit when I get really famous. Now it's going to be published. (laughs) 
Um, and, uh, but I'm a triple fire sign. I'm a triple fire sign. So I do say that because you're going to get fire from this girl. <laughs> I don't hold back. Um, I will also say out of the other side of my mouth is that I can tell you with full honesty and truth in my heart that I have a big heart and I know that I do. And it is what has led my life to where it has, to where it is right now. (sighs) And I have to say it's taken me on a fucking wild ride and oh my God, have I learned a lot. I honestly feel like I grew up in this last year and a half. That's really when I started to grow up and you know, it's almost like my entire life has felt like I've been watching it pass me by. Like I have not, I was not in the driver's seat. And it's a little bit wild to, you know, be saying that because I've actually never thought about it that way. (laughs) And that's the great thing about, um, you know, podcasts is this is, this is me. This is my diary. And, you know, I just want to share my story because if I can share my story and it helps, you know, one, a few, a lot of people, that is what I'm here for. Everything in my life has led me to this point of wanting to share and serve humanity with trying to make the world a more kinder place. And that all starts with us. It's, it's not about kindness to others first. See, there you go. You're going to get the real deal. Um, you know, it's not about putting, it's not about putting other people first. It's about putting ourselves first, because if we do put ourselves first, we can serve others. And I have never in my life up until I was 38 put myself first. I can say that with full honesty and it's just the truth. And that is what I mean when I really feel like I have, I was in the passenger seat, just like literally watching somebody else drive for my whole life. Yes, of course, I made decisions. Yes, of course, I was living. But it was to other people's standards. It was to other people's expectations. It was to the world's expectations. It was to all of the shoulds, you know, that are out there that we're supposed to do. I did all of those. And honestly, I always felt like there was a massive hole in my soul. Like nothing could fulfill it. What I was doing was not fulfilling my soul. And honestly, like, I just couldn't do it anymore. And so I'm going to get more into the details of, of what that all looks like and how, you know, how everything has brought me to this point. But I just want everyone to know that life is not easy. And we really need to open up more. 
And, you know, there are so many days, you know, I shouldn't say this as a blanketed statement, but I'm just going to, because the people who, um, you know, my friends who, who will listen to this will know that they have this, the most special places in my heart. And also you guys need to know that I'm a crier. See, I, I almost started crying right there. And so I'm, I'm, I'm a deeply emotional human being and I'm proud to say that. Oh, yeah. it's, it's hard for me to say that. Um, because it's always been um, used against me since I was a child. So it's hard for me to say that, but it's wild. Um, I had some big downloads about um, compassion today. And, uh, oh my God, I did not think I was going to cry like 10 minutes in. Um, I had a big revelation about compassion today and um, how I was not extending it to myself enough. And um, so that was some of the motion that um, came up today with that. So here we are. Um, but um, that's what I was saying is I am, I'm a deeply emotional person. I feel really deeply and I feel, I feel everything hard. And it's honestly one of the favorite things. It's one of my favorite things about myself. Because I want the same thing from other people. I just want the real. I don't want how you think you should feel. I don't want what you think you should say. I want you. And that's all I've ever wanted of the people in my life. And I picked the wrong people. I really picked the wrong people and I'm not embarrassed of it anymore because it is extremely humbling. It's extremely humbling you guys to, to be who I am, who I am today. And to look back on the person that I was is extremely humbling because you're going to find out a lot about who I was. And it's really crazy because I don't even recognize that girl anymore. I don't even recognize the girl from three months ago. You know, I don't recognize her. Sometimes there are days when I don't even recognize myself from yesterday. And that is how quickly things change for me. And I think that is how quickly things can change for all of us. And we need to have more compassion for what that looks like. You know, we should be able to change our minds and not be ridiculed for that. We should be able to show up one day as this person and show up the next day as a different person. I'm not one faceted I'm a multifaceted human being. There are days when I am 
so happy and so happy to be here. I'm in gratitude. I'm in, you know, such a positive place. And then there are days where I honestly want to give up. And I'm going to be real with you guys. I, the last, the last eight months in particular, you know, have been some of the most challenging months of my life. And, you know, for people who know me, they're going to think, but wasn't it the, the 14 years before that? Yes, it sure was you guys. And wasn't it the, you know, for 15 years before that too, you know, I've, I was saying to my friends the other day, honestly, I feel like my entire life I've been in mercury retrograde and that's something else you guys are going to get here. I talk about astrology I talk about um, consciousness. I talk about, you know, our responsibilities as human beings. Um, I'm a deeply, deeply spiritual person, um, you know. So, and and also, you guys should know I'm all over the place. I do have ADHD, <laughs> um, or I, I I don't know full blown, but I have definite symptoms of ADHD. And you know what, it's something that I actually love about myself, because um, I am all over the place. So, you know, one minute, I'm going to be here. And the next minute, I'm going to be there. And I'm going to have no fucking clue how I got from here to there. And then I'm not going to remember how to get back to the first one. So you might be wondering, like, hey, she started this, and we went over here, and I actually want to hear about this. So that's probably going to happen. And if I forget something, you guys can just let me know. And I'll come back to it. That's that's the great thing about this is I want to interact with with all of you. I want to know you. I want to know your stories. I want to know your lives. I want to know your love. You know, I want to know all that stuff. And I know this is um, this is going to be the start of something really cool. I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited to be here. I'm just really excited to connect with, with all of you. And, you know, I know I'm going to make friends here all over the world. And it's really, really, really cool to start something that I started. And that I'm doing it because I deserve a seat at the table. And I never used to believe that I did. And I finally do. So I'm taking it now. And it feels really fucking good to be at this place because, um, like I said at the beginning, it's been a long time coming. It's been a really long time coming. But I will also say that everything that has led me to this point was all worth it. And what it's also taught me is that I am really strong. I actually know now in my heart, in my soul, and I'm speaking truth. And I, and you'll know this about me. I will not say something unless I really mean it. So don't ask me a question unless you want the real answer, because I will tell you. And I'm really trying to work on not being so blunt, but I also need y'all to know that If I'm blunt about something, it's not because I'm trying to be mean. 
I'm actually coming from a place of pure intention to help somebody else, you know, because I really don't believe in candy coating things. I don't believe in telling something to somebody that they want to hear because that's not fair to you or to me. You know, I'm doing a disservice to myself by lying to somebody else. And maybe it's something nice that they want to hear. Okay, that's great. But you're lying. And so that's what it brings me to. You, I cannot lie. Because I lied my entire life. And I know you guys, you know, you might think like, oh my God, you lied your entire life. Yes, I did. And, and also... I just want to say anything that I share is no shade about against anybody else for doing it a different way. I'm just sharing mine and I do not think that your way is bad. I think that my way is for me. So, you know, I just want to say that as well. So yes, my whole life was a lie because I was lying to myself that I was living a life that I, that I was happy in. I was not happy. I was, you know, again, this is a blanket statement. Of course, there were times in my life that I, you know, I had good days. I'm, I'm a very fun person. I had fun. You know, it's not to say that there weren't days filled with those things. But again, it comes back to the whole and the soul. It was never filled. There was always a massive void. And that void does not go away. And the only time you can escape it, but you're really not escaping it because we're still awake, is when we're sleeping. And you have no idea how much I used to look forward to going to sleep because it was the only time where it was just me and my eye mask, and my earplugs, in my own little world, and I could disappear, and nobody could talk to me. And that, you know, what I'm explaining there, that was the 14 years relationship that I was in. That was extremely toxic. And I'll get into that more on another episode, because it'll, you know, there'll be many dedicated just to that because that is a huge area where I can help anyone who has gone through, not anyone, but, you know, to those who need to hear um, and understand and maybe just have one little, huh, she said that. Why do I, 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 why does that make so much sense to me? Oh my God, like there's so many other things that she's saying that are what are exactly the same things that are happening to me. And so that is, you know, that is, that is what happened to me. So, you know, I have clear memory of certain things that people would say, and, and it would really just make my head turn a little bit and give myself a side eye. You know what I mean? little side eye there. And I'd be like, what? I can't ignore that. 
And so there was an accumulation of those things. And they started to make a bigger impact. And trust me, 14 years is a hell of a long time. But it's my story. And I'm proud of it now. I'm not embarrassed anymore. Because it is, it is the time, it's the length of time that I had to go through to learn certain lessons, to clear certain karmic paths, certain karmic, you know, ancient things for myself. And I'll, I'll get more into those things another time as well. But there's, there's a lot of complexity to these situations. And it is very, 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 um, or I should say, I'm very, very careful of what I say about other people's relationships or, you know, situations, because we have to understand from a very, from a, from a place of love, what try to understand what somebody else is going through. You know, we don't have enough of that in today's world. It's all this, you know, you can't do this and you just can't do that. And there's no gray area. It's just black and white. And I don't believe in black and white. And I can't believe in black and white because my story's not black and white. And if somebody's going to judge me about my story, then that's on them. It says more about them than it does about me. It just means they don't have the capacity to go where I was and try to go where I was. And that's okay. You know, I used to get really hurt. Um, You know, at the beginning, when I first left, I used to get really hurt by what people would say because it was so insensitive. But I knew they didn't mean it that way, but... I was really very tender and sensitive after coming out of something like that for that long. And I had no idea that I was because I was always the strong person, right? I always looked like I had it all put together and, you know, I ran a fucking tight ship with myself and, you know, the person I was with and it required a lot of me. It required a lot of me. And I have been tired since the day that I left. And it's the kind of tiredness that I haven't scratched the surface of yet. So, you know, I won't go further. You know, this is what I say. I won't go further into it right now. But um, it just brings me back to... I want this podcast to always be coming from a place of compassion first towards myself because I deserve the most compassion from myself first. Because if I have that compassion from myself, I'm not out in the world trying to get compassion from other people because I'm getting it from me. And that's the place where it feels the best coming from me. And if this last year has taught me anything, it's that everything has to come from me. 
I had to leave. Someone wasn't going to do it for me. I had to leave my career of, you know, over 20 years. Someone wasn't going to do that for me. I had to start from scratch on every single level. I had to do that and learn how to crawl. Honestly, that's what it felt like. I had to learn how to crawl. I had to learn how to fall. I had to learn how to get back up. I had to learn that no one's going to come and save me. No one's going to come and help me. I'm not saying that I didn't have help. I had a fucking t- a ton fuck of help. <laughs> um, a fuck ton of help. <laughs> wow. Can't talk. Um, you know, but in the general sense, everyone is just living their lives. We're all just trying to survive this life that is actually insane if you stop and think about it. It's literally insane how we are all here right now. You know, I was born in the 80s, which is the best time to be born, if you ask me. I'm definitely biased. Um, And I honestly feel like I've gone through multiple lifetimes. And I know that I have, but in this lifetime, (laughs) you know, it's a little bit crazy. Um, So, yeah. See, and then there's going to be times where I also lose my train of thought because I had a million things that I wanted to say next. But (sighs) here we are. Um. I'll just come back to that. I want this place to be a place of compassion, a place of love. I will definitely, um, you know, be bringing things that I want to share here that are, you know, not normally talked about or a completely different opinion on something. Because another thing about me is that I don't believe in rules. I don't believe in, you know, Excuse me. See, I also burp on the podcast because um, I'm not going to edit. So I'm a burper. I'm sorry in advance. Like, if it bothers you, I'm just really sorry. Okay. Um, I also swear a lot. I did mention that in the trailer just so that there's like no shockers here because, you know, I just don't understand how people don't swear. I just really don't. It is a part of our language. And if you have children around and you're listening to swear to swearing, most likely you know, most likely <laughs> you probably swear as well. So also your kid's going to be fine if they hear swearing, like, you know, some things you just can't shield children from. And let's be real. It's funny when they swear, like it's fucking hilarious. So, okay. Um, yeah, you know, this, this, this podcast is going to be a lot of things. And, and to be honest, it's, it's going to change. It's going to evolve. It's going to, you know, this is, this is the first podcast. And, um, I just wanted to come on here and share a little bit about me so that you get a taste of what you're going to get here. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that I want to do with my life and, I'm going to share 
the process. I'm going to share how I'm doing things. Um, you know, I'm going to try to keep it really fresh with different things that I am interested in. I'm a weirdo and I'm proud to say that I'm a weirdo. Like I've always been different. I have never felt like I have never felt like I fit in anywhere. But, you know, it's kind of interesting because I've always had a lot of friends. You know, that's never been an issue for me. I'm definitely a social like I love being social. I can definitely like, you know, be the life of the party, all those things. I like to have a good time. Like that is there's no there is no denying that this me likes to have a really fucking good time. And the other thing about, you know, Sagittarians, or maybe it's just exclusive to me is that I will have a good time. And, you know, sometimes I don't think about the consequences of those good times. But have I ever regretted one of the good times that I've had? There is not one because my stories, you guys, are fucking amazing. And they're hilarious. So I will also share those because what I've learned is that my stories don't happen to everybody. So I have a very funny life because I look at things differently. I look at the world differently. I just do things differently. So it comes with different stories and I'm happy to share them because for a long time, A lot of people have told me, you need to share these stories. So here I am. We're finally here. Um, It's like I said, I really want to take in this moment because I will also share more in detail on another podcast how fucking difficult it is and it was to get to this point on this day. Like, again, I have to have more compassion for myself because I have to remind myself of what I went through and how being here today is amazing. And I did it and I got here. But you guys, I have had to pick myself off the floor so many times. And because when I came out last, when I came out of that relationship last, um, April 3rd, not this past April 3rd, the one before that, um, I did not believe in myself. You know, people would definitely say that I'm a confident person and I would agree with them. I did always present to the world as a confident person, but that was also taken from me. And so There are so many things that were taken from me that I have had to spend the last year and a half rebuilding. And I have to say right now, it has been the most humbling experience that I've ever gone through because nobody, nobody prepared me for what this was going to be like. And I am never going to sit here and say that it was easy, you know, because you would think after, this is what I thought. After being in a, an abusive relationship for 14 years, you know, 
you would think like, oh my God, once she leaves, everything's going to be great. I really did think that because I was just like, you're just not going to be in this situation anymore. So everything's going to be like back to normal and you know, you're going to be so good and you're going to be so happy and you're going to be so excited and don't get me wrong. I was all of those things and I had the best summer of my entire life that summer that I left after I left. Um, but you know, that was, that was what it needed to be at that time. I needed to have an amazing summer. And, you know, after like when the winter came, it was like, oh, now you got to start like unpacking what just happened. And I was like, oh, oh, why did you stay for that long, Renee? You know, some of these questions, you guys, are questions that you don't want to ask yourself because do I want to know the answer to that? Do I want to know the answer? Do I want to know the answer to all of these questions that I had for myself that have gotten me to this point? And, you know, like I said earlier, I'm at the point now where I'm really, really, really proud of my story, but I was not when I left. I was, I was so embarrassed. Like I'm a 38 year old woman and I would have never, ever thought that I would have to say that I was in a, like I was in an abusive relationship. You know, there's a lot of shame and judgment around it because that is what people think right away. Like, oh my God, why would you stay? Like, if it was that bad, why why did you stay? And that question is very complex. And that is what I will share here. And, you know, even if you haven't gone through a a similar situation to me, I hope that I can help you help somebody else that has been, or that is because the questions that you ask, the things that you say, the space that you hold, it all matters. And you know, the jokes that you don't say, they matter, you know, Because people can make fun of situations just as a joke, but, you know, when somebody is in a really, really, really difficult situation, that can really affect them in a negative way. So, like I said, I want to bring compassion and awareness to things that matter to me and things that are really prevalent in today's world. And we are living in a world today where we have to, as women, and of course, you know, this podcast is definitely going to have a feminist vibe because I am a feminist and I'm still learning how to be a feminist, to be be honest. And I have great women around me that have taught me so much um, because I was not a feminist up until a year and a half ago, you know? Um, And so... I'm proud to be in this place to call myself a feminist, but I also will say I have a lot to learn. So, you know, you guys can, you know, you might call me out on things that you'll say, 
that's not a feminist, um, you know, point of view. And, and I also want to say I'm open to other people's opinions and views on things. I love being challenged in a respectful way. And if it's not respectful, I'll just ignore you, you know, like, I'm just not here for, for people putting anybody down. That's not what I want to do. I'm here to support other women. And I still have a lot to learn in that way too, because of course I have my judgment still, you know, I'm working on evolving as a human being and that is of utmost importance to me, but I'm going to make mistakes. You know, I've already made mistakes on this podcast. It's okay. You know, we're allowed to make mistakes. We have to have more grace for each other. We have to have more lenience for each other. We have to have more understanding for each other. We have to have more love for each other. And, you know, there are going to be things where, you know, you may be like, oh my God, she's talking about this again. It's because I still have to talk about it because it's still not over, you know? And so some of these things we have to talk about over and over and over again. And the thing is, is that when the story changes or there's a different story, it may hit somebody in a different way. And like I said before, that is what was happening to me. I would hear things and it would, res- it would, it would resonate. And that person who was, who was saying it might think like, oh, that, you know, that never, I, I have no idea who heard that. And maybe nobody did, but it, it, it did. I heard it, you know, I heard it and it was one, one more layer, one more step in the direction that I ended up going in. So I'm using this podcast to share my voice and I just really, really, really want to inspire you to also share your voice in whatever way that looks like. It doesn't have to be on a podcast. It doesn't have to be, you know, something big. It, it could be you just maybe sharing your story with another person or a little part of your story with somebody when maybe you feel in your gut like your friend isn't having a good day. And maybe you don't normally say things to them because, you know, like, oh, you guys don't really share your feelings with each other. But maybe today you should. Because maybe today your friend is not having a good day and could really use some support. And I just have to say that there are things that people have said to me in my life 20 years ago that I do not forget to this day. And some of those things are good and some of those things are bad. So here I will choose my words wisely. I will always tell you the truth whether it hurts or not, again, it's coming from a place of love. It really is. And you know what? I'll also say, yes, sometimes I am too harsh. It's something, you know, that I am really reflecting on right now of where that comes from. And that's the thing is I try to be a really self-aware person. And I'm going to share things with you that, to be honest, are going to expose me. They're going to expose, I'm, I'm going to expose myself to things that, um, you know, that may end up exposing me to the point where I'm like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't have shared that, you know. But again, I'm okay with that. 
because I don't want to, I, I promise myself that there's nothing in my life that I need to hide. You know, um, I, I'm, I'm so honest with myself. I have taken this year and a half to really, really, really become responsible for myself. And that feels really good that no one else is responsible for me except me. And now I get to choose who I want to be. And is that not so exciting and terrifying at the same time? Because a lot of the times in our lives, we let people dictate where we're going or what we're doing. And then we spend, you know, a really long time living our lives for other people. And so, and, and also, you know what, if someone's whole life is about that, that's okay. I also don't judge it. Do I think people should, you know, really, really, really go after what they want? And I really have a longing. My heart wants to see people come to life and to really understand how beautiful they are and what they have to share the world needs. And there are so many ways that we can express ourselves. And I just really, really want to see people happy because I know what it's like to not be happy and to suffer for a really long time. So that is my desire. Yes, it is. And I I hope that, you know, my story can inspire people to do that. But I also don't judge anybody who's not going down that path. Because we have to understand that our path is just our path. It's not up to us to lead other people's paths or to get them to understand their path better or how they should be doing it better. No, it's not your place. You know, of course, friends that really care about each other can share truthfully, like, you know, hey, you're going to go down this road, it looks like this. And if you're going to go down this road, it looks like this. And, you know, it's still up to us to decide. We can't control people. The only people we control is our, is, can control is ourselves. And I had to learn that, you know, because being in a controlling environment so for so long, I really have had to loosen the grip of control on my life. Because yes, we have control, but we also don't. <laughs> you know, there's duality in that. So there has to be a sense of letting go. And for me, letting go, holy shit. That's a big one. Still learning that. Still learning that. That's a daily thing that I have to go through. You know, and there's some days where I don't. And I'm like, okay, we got to start over. And that's literally what it feels like is starting over. Because some of these things that I haven't had in my life, I literally have said this, that I felt like a baby when I left. I had to learn how to love myself. I had to learn how to empower myself. I had to learn how to judge others less because I started to judge myself less. And so what's really cool is when you learn to do those things for yourself, it automatically happens with other people. So you don't even necessarily have to try as much. And how beautiful is that? So what you give yourself will always be given to others. And that's such a beautiful gift. So, you know, we've been taught from a young age that um, it's selfish to, to tend to ourselves first. It is not selfish, you know, and that, that was, 
that was instilled in us because, you know, for a lot of us, we grew up in religious environments and I did. And, you know, religion, I will get be getting into this a lot. So, you know, there's got to, there's going to be some things where, you know, some of you may not like the things that I talk about and that's okay. You are welcome to leave anytime. Obviously no one is being held hostage here. You have your free will, baby. You come and go as you please, but I will talk about things that will make people uncomfortable because I will expose things that need to be exposed for the truth of what they really are. And I have no problem doing that because it's the truth. And when you tell the truth, there's nothing for me to be scared of. It doesn't, it doesn't scare me because truth is pure. Truth is light. And that is a beautiful thing. So coming back to that a little bit, um, you know, religion teaches that certain religions teach us to seek things outside of ourselves. And when we do that, we're never fulfilled. So it, you know, then it, it always, it requires you to go back to it to give them things like money. You know, it's a business. So there's a lot more, obviously, to it than that. But again, this is an example of my opinion. And sometimes um, I am blunt about things. And um, sometimes, you know, a lot of times, I know that I'm right about things. And sometimes sometimes that I know that I'm right. And later on, I'm like, I wasn't right. So I can also admit that. But there are certain things that I have learned and that I can see very clearly now that I will share and that will not be pleasant for, you know, people who are still living in those situations or, you know, supporting those kinds of institutions Um, so I will, I will go into those things more. Like I said, this place, um, this, this podcast is here for everybody. It won't be for everybody. It's totally cool. Um, I will challenge, I may challenge your opinions. And like I said, some of them you may not like, and that is okay. We can all agree to disagree and still have respect for one another. You know, so that is paramount to me here as well. And so this first episode is a little bit longer because, of course, I have gone into multiple things, but it gives you a little taste of, of what's, what's going to show up here and how I'm going to show up for myself and for you. And I appreciate your time. I appreciate you being here. Um, you know, I, I'm going to be sharing. Um, I'm going to try. No, I am going to release a new podcast once a week. And, you know, if there's something that really resonates with you, I encourage you to share this with, um, with people who need to hear it, um, or, or anything like that, share, share where you need to. And also I want to hear from you. Let me know if something resonates. Um, you can leave a comment. Um, you can reach out to me on Instagram. I will share my details, um, of that, in the the profile as well. So um, you'll be able to find that. So you can always, there's ways that you can reach out to me and I want to connect with you. I do. I'll always make time for it. Um, You know, humans are the reason. Humans are my purpose now. I honestly, um, I will talk about what I do. I won't talk about it today, but my, my purpose is to serve. My purpose is to serve you and to be here and to be here for all of you, to support you, to share my story 
And, and that's what I'm here for. So I want you all to know that I love you deeply. If I don't know you, I still love you deeply because I'm a human and so are you. And uh, I thank you for your time. I thank you for being here. And I cannot wait to connect with you all soon. And uh, thank you for listening to my first podcast. Talk to you soon. Hey, everyone. It's your girl here, Renee Dawn. It's a beautiful day. I have just gotten comfortable sitting on my bed, sitting in my bed, actually. I've got a cozy sweatshirt on and I've got my tea. And, you know, I was really thinking about how I was going to talk about this. How was I going to lay it out? How was I going to present it to all of you? And, you know, I thought this was going to be easier than it, than it is. I have been thinking about this day for a very long time. And before I get into it, what you're going to get out of today is hearing a nutshell, a small piece of a very complex story. And so, you know, today will be a little bit of that in a nutshell. And, you know, in the future, I will definitely be going into it in more depth because it is, like I said, very complex and it's very layered and it's very, um, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to share this. And, you know, I thought I was at the place where it would be easier by now. Um, but I've, I've just recently discovered in the last two days, especially today, that when it really comes down to the time where I'm actually recording this, it's a lot more difficult than I thought. But here we are, and I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm still proud of my story, but there's still a lot of, um, there's still there's still a lot of feelings around it. There's not, there's not one feeling in particular. And, you know, some days there's more of one feeling and some days there's more of another. And some days, you know, I don't think about it at all. But of course, the things that we go through still affect us. And so today I'm going to share with you a piece of my story that is pertinent to the last well, a year and a half ago, the last 14 years of my life. And yes, that is a very long time. And, you know, I have talked about this story so much and I have shared on social media and obviously with all of my friends, but it's just a little bit different when it's on a different platform and knowing that, you know, down the road, more people are going to listen to this and that's a good thing. Um, but it also, again, like I said, in my first podcast, I will be left feeling exposed and also vulnerable, but I promised myself that the reason why I am doing all of this is to get vulnerable and to get real and to share the things that I don't want to share, because I know that when I don't want to share it, then I should, because I'm scared. So a little side note, I did mention this in my first podcast, but people are going to definitely jump around just like I do with other podcasts. So I do want to share that um, I don't 
edit my pod. I'm not going to be editing my podcast. So you're going to hear, you know, construction in the background, just like today. You might hear it. You might not. You're going to hear me drinking tea. You're probably going to hear me burp because I definitely burp a lot. Um, you know, all the things I'll probably sneeze. I'll probably like, there'll be pauses. There'll be, my voice will sound different. You know, there's going to be mistakes, but part of me throughout this process is allowing myself to make mistakes, allowing things not to be perfect because I'm a person that actually doesn't like things perfect when I find it, when I, when I seek those things out in other people. I don't like perfection because it's not real to me. Am I a perfectionist coming out of the situation that I was in? Yes. And I'll explain more of that later. But to me, the imperfect is perfect. So with all that being said, I'm not going to edit my podcasts. I want you guys to get the real deal um, and hear all of the things. You know, my first podcast, I cried. I'm definitely going to be crying more. It just depends on how I'm feeling that day. And sometimes there's days where I don't cry for a long time. And then sometimes there's days where I cry five times in the day. So I'm just going to share everything that comes to mind with no filter, with no feeling of, oh my God, this is too much to share because I'm just going to share it. And some people may like it and some may not. And this podcast is not going to be for everybody. And that is okay. Because we're all here for a certain purpose. And that was a burp, excuse me. Um, (laughs) And our voices are meant to be shared. They are unique to us, but they're also not for everybody. So, you know, I am at a place where I'm fully secure in that. And so I do not take offense to anybody who, you know, disagrees with me or just doesn't vibe with my vibe. All those things. It's totally cool. I send you love, I leave you, and I send you with love, you know? But if you're, if you're here and you're going to stay, I love you just as much. I love the ones that stay just as much, and I love the ones that go just as much because um, I don't like to hold any negativity in my heart. So, all right, let's get started. <clears throat> so, we'll start from the top. So, on April 3rd, a year and a half ago, it's 2023 today, or not today, right now, April 3rd, 2021, it would have been. And that is wild to even think that. So April 3rd, 2021, I left a 14-year abusive relationship. I mean, even saying those words and having them come out of my mouth is difficult. It's really difficult because I never thought that that would be me. And so the person that I was with was a narcissist and I had no clue that that was the case until, you know, weeks, maybe even months after I left, I, I, I hadn't learned about the word narcissist up until, you know, a few months after And I remember reading something and my eyes nearly popped out of my head because what they were writing was like, how did they know that that happened to me? And I knew that what I left was bad on that day because I left for a reason. 
but I didn't know how bad it was. And you know what? To be honest, to be completely honest with all of you, I still probably don't really understand the significance of what I went through because, um, again, there's a lot of complexity around that as well because, you know, I was told that everything was my fault. So how could I actually have compassion for myself now when he made me believe that it was my fault? So I'm going to bounce around a lot here. And like I said in the first podcast, there will be many questions, um, you know, maybe questions, comments, all the things. Um, If you have questions, I absolutely recommend that you do leave questions in the comments. You can also reach out to me via email or Instagram, and I will come back and I will actually record specific podcasts on requests that some of you may have. So just know that nothing's off the table. And if I don't feel comfortable at the time, I'll let you know. But, um, you know, there's ways that... um, you will be able to work with me as well if you need support in some of these situations. So we'll get to all of that. Um, but just know that ahead of time. So that was April 3rd, 2021. And, um, you know, I met him when I was 24 years old. And I was a, you know, a beautiful, young 24 year old girl living in Vancouver, um, you know, living the life of my I would say living the life of my dreams, like obviously it wasn't exactly what I wanted to be doing, but I was, yeah, I was wild, young and free. And I was having a really good time at that time. Um, you know, I was, I had a great circle of friends that, you know, we definitely like to have a good time. And it was a time in my life though, where I really felt like the pressure to settle down you know, all of my friends were getting married, they were already having kids. And I've never been one to, you know, give in to any of those pressures. But at the same time, I was looking to, you know, settle down with somebody and, you know, maybe build a life together. And I also, you know, wasn't looking for that in a traditional way. But I wanted it for myself in the way that felt right for me. And so um, I met somebody. So I was out, you know, I'll just get down to the details. Why not? Right. Um, I was out with my with my girlfriend. And she was a girlfriend that you know, we spent a lot of time together. We had so many good times together. Um, You know, we definitely had Vancouver wrapped around our little fingers. That is for sure. And we were in Cactus Club one Sunday evening. It was Easter Sunday, actually. I remember the what what day it was. And we were like, this is so lame. There's nothing happening on in the city on on Easter Sunday. So let's just go to Cactus Club. Um, and that's often like, you know, where we would kind of like start our evening. Cause you guys probably know the Cactus Club in Yaletown if you if you are from Vancouver. It's a it's got a good vibe. Like, and back in the day. It was really fun. Like it was like a mini club inside of a restaurant. So, I mean, I have a lot of good memories there. So, um, you know, we were sitting at the bar and then there were these two guys across the bar that um, ended up coming over to talk to us. 
And to be completely honest, like I was more interested in the guy that I ended up with. I was more interested in his friend. I was not interested in him. Somehow we all ended up hanging out. We went back to his friend's place and we were just having a good time. We had some drinks, whatever. And so one of the guys um, asked me for my number and I was like, okay, cool. Um, We ended up going out for dinner a few times. And then, you know, it's crazy that it's 14 years, but like that time went so fast. And so, you know, after that, like, yeah, we went out for dinner a few times and then um, he took me to Whistler and it's really weird now that I look back and recognize some of these things, but I actually didn't want to go, but I went because I was like, oh, wow. Like, okay, sure. Let's go to Whistler. I didn't want to go. I was like, I don't want to, this is hard for me to share. I'm just going to be honest. Like all of this stuff is hard for me to share because I was embarrassed about it for a long time, but say la vie, here we are. I feel like I'm, I keep on giving y'all caveats anyways. Um, so I, I ended up going reluctantly, but telling myself that I, that this is great. And yeah, this is, you know, this is definitely what I want to do, obviously. So, you know, just take notes of these little things that I'm mentioning, because these are the little things that someone said to me back in the day that I was like, huh, I know that exact feeling. So, or maybe you don't know the feeling, but when someone says it, then all of a sudden you do know that feeling. So, um, I remember that. I remember all of that. And so, you know, we were in Whistler, um, up in Whistler for like two nights or whatever, three days, two nights. And, um, I remember we were going to walk through the village Um, and we were standing up the stairs in front of the Earl's and he tried to hold my hand and I pulled it away really like quite aggressively. I was like, do not touch me. And he tried to hold it again and I pulled it away again. And I did that about four times. And then finally he grabbed it and held onto it and like, firmly would not let it go. And I was like, Oh my God, I didn't want to do that. I did not want to hold his hand. And, you know, I thought about that moment so many times because it tells me so much about what the relationship was going to look like. But I, you know, just kind of like did it and then kept on going with, I was like, okay, fine. I guess I have to do this, you know? And so that, and, and that may seem like a small thing, but it's really not because, you know, when, when this whole thing was over and I really had to get real and, um, there was a moment I remember there, it was, it was maybe, maybe a month after I had left and I was sitting on my parents' porch and I think, um, yeah, they were gone for the evening, but they were going to, they were coming back in about an hour. So I remember I was sitting there watching the sunset. And, um, I had to sit there and I was talking to a friend and, um, I, I had to, I think either she asked me or I had to ask, I was kind of like, you know what? I really need to think about 
when it started. When did it start? When did the abuse start? And I have to be real. It was, it was maybe on that weekend, which was maybe two months in, not even. I think it was maybe even like six weeks or so. Four weeks, maybe. So, okay, whatever it was, though, it's a short amount of time. And I just remember breaking down and crying so deeply. Because I did not want to have to admit that to myself, that it started right away. And I... I. I knew it, but I was so young. I was so innocent. I was so trusting. I was so sensitive and like sweet. And I just, I remember all those feelings, but I just told myself that this is what you should do. And like, you know, he's, he's a nice guy and he wants to settle down and, you know, he's, um, He wants to commit. And I just thought like, okay, like then, then I should do this. And, and also it was, you know, it was a, it was a, a non-traditional choice for me. And so I was like, yeah, of course, like, I don't want, I don't want the, you know, the typical, um, you know, you get married to your high school sweetheart and you have kids and you have house and, you know, you just kind of go on with your life like that. And I'm not saying at all that that is a bad thing. It's just, it was never what I wanted. And for some people, that's exactly what they want. And I love that they want that and that they have that, or if they don't have it yet, but that's what they want. I love that. Everybody wants different things and there's not one that's better than the other, but it is important that as long as you're happy and you're in a situation that you chose and you love it, then I am very happy for you. But what you will find from my story is that if you're not happy, and then you haven't been happy for a long time, and you think that it's you're going to become happy when this and this and this changes, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, it's probably not going to. Because I told myself every single year, that next year, no, no, it's going to change. It's going to get better. And next year we're going to get married. And next year we're going to get married. And it has to be this year. Like there's no way it can be another year. And, and finally, you know, at 14 years, I was like, this is never going to happen. And you may think like, well, I mean, why did you not know that? Like, you know, two years in. Because... He psychologically manipulated me like you would not believe. And that's what narcissists do. They are gaslighters. They lie. And they are so good at their craft. And so that's not my fault. I fully take responsibility for how I let somebody control my life now for that long. I take responsibility for my life now, that's all I can do. And I love taking responsibility for my life now. It feels so good that it's me 
and only me taking responsibility for my life. I am not relying on any other person. Trust me, I have wanted to because it is so fucking hard. I will not downplay how hard it is after coming out of something like that. I will not sit here and say it's easy. It's not at all. It's, it's in some ways just as hard, just in a different way. And we'll get into that more. So 14 years passed along, you know, in the blink of an eye, what it felt like. But it's also many lifetimes for me. And, you know, there are spiritual things that are involved in that. There are karmic timelines. There are all of these things that, again, I will get into those things more as well another time because all of those things play a big role. And that is what's true for me. And so, um, you know, the first few years, I would say, were quote-unquote better. Um, You know, a lot of you know, what, what would be quote unquote sweet things that he did for me. And, you know, just trying to really be like, look how great, look what I do for you. Look what, you know, no other guy would ever do these things for you. And, and there was, you know, at the beginning, um, there was a lot of, um, a lot of pressure to spend all of my time with him all of my time. Like I would, I would go to work and he would want me to come home on my breaks and it wasn't close, but, oh, and, and again, this, some of this stuff that's going to come out of my mouth, I don't even want to share it, but I'm going to in case, just in case there's one other person who is like, oh my God, I have to do that too. And, you know, and, and so I would would come home on my breaks to make him food or, you know, like just ridiculous things that like any normal grown man could do on his own. But that was the start of like, you know, oh, look at all the things I do for you. You should be happy. You should be grateful to do this for me. You know, I, I make your life look at, look at all of the things that I've added to your life. Look at all of the, the amazing things that I've done for you that you would never be able to do if it wasn't for me. And I always used to think like, but you're not me and you're not the one who's actually doing these things. Like I'm still doing these things. So like, why? But I would just be like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, he clearly needs a lot of reassurance and, um, and a lot of, uh, words of affirmation. And like, literally, like, I would have to say these things till the cows come home, like, to the point where I'm like, dude, like, do you need that much of an ego boost every single day? Like, do you not have any self-confidence in yourself? Like, why does it have to come from me? But just so much like, oh my God, you're amazing. Yes. Look at all the things that you do for me. I wouldn't be where I am in my life if it wasn't for you. Like, you know, and that's what narcissists do is they will do one little thing for you. And instinctively, you know that it's not that big of a deal, but they'll use it against you forever. And, you know, at the beginning, I will say it was more about the time. 
the time that they wanted. They start to suck your time. They start to suck your energy. And then what would happen is that because they wanted all your time, when you wanted to hang out with, when I wanted to hang out with, you know, my friends or other people, they would be like, well, don't you want to hang out with me? Like, I thought like you wanted to spend time with me. And I literally would be like, I spend all my fucking time with you. And at the beginning, I, okay, that attitude came years later because I was getting really annoyed. But in the beginning, I just totally did it because I was like, oh my God, you're right. Like I should totally. And so, you know, a lot of my friends ended up falling off along the way. And what also happens with narcissists is that, you know, first of all, they'll want you to tell you everything about, you know, if you go hang out with your friends, they want you to tell you everything. And because first of all, to make sure that you didn't talk about them because they know how fucked up they are and they do not want you sharing any of what happens in your relationship with anybody else because they know that they'll be exposed. So he always used to say, you know, you shouldn't be sharing any part of our relationship with anybody else because, you know, you let in negative energies. And okay, side note, there is some truth to that. And that's the thing. He would find things that sound very logical, that sound very, you know, he would make everything sound like, oh my God, you're totally right. You know, so everything was like, how can I argue with that? But again, it's manipulation. And they're very, very, very good at justifying their story. And I, I can tell you, they will find a way that makes you wrong and them right every single time. They will never let you win. Ever. There is not once, not once in 14 years that something that I brought up that I didn't agree with, that he did wrong, did he ever, ever take responsibility and admit it and apologize? Not once. So, you know, take note of that. And I will say this as well. We all have, we're all human beings living on a planet and the, the the earth that we live on, I'm just going to be real. It's fucked up. And the systems that have been built that we live within have narcissism in the depths of all of them. So, you know, there is, and, and again, I'll talk about, I'll, I'll talk more about that another time. So with that being said, though, all of us do have narcissistic tendencies, you know, to protect ourselves. And I'll go into that more another time too. So don't just take one thing that I'm saying and make it like a finite thing. We're not narcissists. There are narcissists and there are people who are not narcissists. This person was, I am not. Um, but what I'm saying here is that, you know, there, we can have some of those things Sometimes, because where I wanted to go with that, you may think like, oh my God, my friend does that to me. It doesn't mean your friend's a narcissist or maybe they are, you know? So, because we all do things that are fucked up sometimes, right? Like that's what I'm trying to say here. That's what I'm trying to say. So just know that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not here to throw this word around lightly and trust me, it is... Um, it's a big word right now. And it's and it's something that is being discussed, which I'm really happy about. 
And I'm going to be one of the ones that is discussing it as well, because that's what I'm doing right now. Right. So um, that is that is established that that was the case. Um, And so that is what narcissists do very well. They will take what you say. And they will, you know, say, say you bring something to them that, you know, like that you just totally don't agree with, or, you know, they end up making you wanting to do something and you don't want to. And then they'll make you by the end of it, be like, okay, yeah, I guess I do. I guess I do need to do that. I guess I do want to do that. And then not only will you have to do that, you'll have to be grateful that you did it. And I'll give examples more of this in, you know, in the future, but you know, that is kind of an overarching way to describe it, one of the ways to describe it. So, and and what happened over, you know, an accumulation of time is it started, it started off um, with love bombing. And that's, that's how they start is they will start um, by, you know, buying you gifts, being very thoughtful. You know, I remember once I was working at Holt Renfrew and Leona Lewis had just um, uh, released her, you know, very famous record, and I loved it. And he got the concierge of Holt Renfrew to bring me that CD um, to my work and deliver it, hand deliver it to me with um, like a very simple card or whatever. And I was like, oh my God, like that's so thoughtful. And that is thoughtful. But did any of those things happen a few years after, not even a year after, even six months? No, never again was there anything like that. Nothing. So, you know, um, that's an example, you know, taking me to Whistler. That's another example. And um, it's just crazy. It's like I can even hear myself talking about that and, and talking about all of this and even hearing, you know, what he would say in my head right now, it's just really fucked up. So, you know, because this is, this is what happens is like, they make you question everything. Like, how could you, how could you be so ungrateful that you're, you're complaining that someone got gifts for you? Do you know what I mean? So, Yeah, this is a lot, but here, yeah, we're, I'm going to keep on going. Um, so, so that's, those are some examples is, is the love bombing. Um, and, and that happened for, like I said, probably six months and it's, you know, it starts off like, wow, you know, I still definitely had my intuition about things. Um, like, uh, this is a little weird. Um, you know, but you, you just push it down because, oh my God, look how sweet he is look at all these nice things. Look at these nice things that he's done for me. And then what happens is the nice things start to become less, but you know, he will remind, he would remind me of, you know, of those things that he did to keep me doing what he needs me to do for him. Because over the 14 years, what ended up happening is I was basically like a stay at home mom. And that sounds disgusting coming out of my mouth. I can't even believe I just said that, but that is what it was. I did everything for him. There's not one thing 
except wipe his own ass that I did not do for him. And so I may go into some of those things down the road, not today, but you can fill in the blanks. Okay. So that is what it became. And it was so suffocating. And over time, this is, this is, this is their, this is the whole plan, right? This is the whole plan when they start is to do these things slowly so that you don't notice because I'm hurt. I'm, I'm sure that you've all heard of the analogy of the frog in water, right? You put a frog in water and you turn on the element and it slowly heats up and the frog will stay in. And so what happens is the water starts to boil, but because it happens so slowly, the frog doesn't notice and the frog dies. The frog boils to death. And that is the exact analogy that I would say that literally sums up my relationship in 14 years in that analogy. And that is what happened. And so it starts off where, yeah, there are definitely red flags. But like I said, everything's great. Look at what he does for me. Look how how kind he is. Look at how spiritual he is. Oh, my God. Like, you know, he knows everything. You know, it was... Oh, I wasn't going to share some of this, but I'm just going to, you know, I, I actually found emails that I saw myself write because he was going to India. And I remember I wrote a letter and I called him my guru within the first six months. And you know, that is another thing is there's a godlike complex with narcissists where they literally do think that they're God and that they can do no wrong and people should worship them and do whatever they want. And obviously he was a male narcissist and had zero respect for women. Now that I look back, it's actually mind-blowing to me. There was zero respect for me or any other woman in his life. And so that analogy, you know, kind of sums up those 14 years so that you can kind of understand how that happened because there will be a lot of questions. How does that happen? How, How did you stay for that long? You stay, I stayed for that long because... It is a slow burn, but it's also, you add in, you know, add some salt in there of narcissism and the control is intense. It's insanely intense and you cannot just get up and leave. You can't, you are held there. You are held there. You are held down so firmly that you can't even breathe. And so that's what ended up happening is I got to the point where I didn't want to be here anymore. I did not want to be here anymore. And so I had to really sit and and I knew, 
you know, I, I think back and I'm like, why did I want to get married? You know, like I just wanted to get married because I thought that if we got married, everything would get better. And I was like, finally, I was like, this is never going to happen. And I'm 38. And what am I like? Do, and, and I, and I asked myself the question, can I see myself here when I'm 40? And my immediate response to myself was no. And I asked myself that question when I was laying on the beach in Hawaii. Excuse me. I was laying on the beach in Hawaii and I had just read The Alchemist. And I, would, and I will say that book changed my life. And the year before I read it in Hawaii as well. And I brought it again the next year because I just felt like I wanted to read it again because it's a very powerful book. It's a life-changing book. If you're in the place, it's, you know, sometimes you can read a book and it won't affect somebody but somebody else reads that book and it can change their life. And that book changed my life. So I highly recommend reading it and it may not do the same thing for you and that's okay, but it's a very powerful book. Anyways, I read that book in Hawaii and I remember thinking, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't. And so that was, I would say the seed got planted maybe in the summer before that because I ended up cutting my hair in August and I had hair that would literally get stuck in my butt crack. Okay. So it was real long. My, uh, you know, the whole time we were together, cause I was not allowed to cut my hair. Of course I was allowed to get a trim, but yes, I was not allowed to cut my hair. Okay. So I was not allowed to do a lot of things, but of course he would never say you can't cut your hair. There were never words like that said to me. But there is an understanding in everything else that is said that you are not to cut your hair because women have long hair. Okay. So, and only feminine women have long hair. Okay. And here I am sitting with the shortest haircut ever. And I fucking love my hair now. So anyways, I cut my hair in August and I did not tell him or ask him that I would, you know, if I could do that, I just did it. And I remember I was with my sister and she will remember this day very well. We met him for dinner at this restaurant that we always had to go to. Um, and I actually, you know, like that restaurant, but I won't ever go there again now. So I don't want to put down that restaurant because the owner is a very lovely man. Um, but I went there and, and um, I just remember the look on his face and his, his body language was, he was so mad at me. And so the entire dinner was really awkward, but I obviously had to just pretend like everything was fine, which was my whole life in those 14 years. And I just remember being like, fuck fuck, fuck the, the drive home, he's going to call me and I'm going to have to deal with this. And I did. And it was fucking horrible. But I just remember being like, fuck you. You are not going to tell me what I can do to my body. And so that was the place that I was getting to where I was really starting to rebel, but I was still like in the relationship. And when I would do that kind of stuff, holy shit, would I ever have to pay for it? But I did because it was a stance for myself. And then So that was August. And then um, we went to Hawaii in October. It's where we would go every single year. 
And, you know, the same hotel, the same this, the same restaurants, like literally it was like clockwork. And, you know, I love that hotel. I love Hawaii. I love the people of Hawaii. But I've been to Hawaii a lot of goddamn times. And I'll go there again for sure. But it's definitely not, you know, on the top of my list right now because it's the only place that we would ever go. And it was not a relaxing trip for me. I will get into what I had to do to prepare for that trip every year. I will get into that another time because it will actually blow your mind in what I had to prepare. So, um, you know, but, but that brings me back to the book. So I, I brought, a, I remember that year I brought a lot of books with me because I would just read so that I wouldn't have to talk to him. So I would be sitting on the beach in my chair and I would just have my book. I would have my head in a book the whole time. I'd either be in the water and as far out, I would go past the surfers and he'd be like, aren't there sharks out there? I'm like, yeah, there sure are. And if one eats me, so be it. (laughs) And I just remember being like, you know what? I would love to just like be taken away here. So I'd either be in the water reading my book and I read that book again. And that book just made me, it really, really struck a chord and I, you know, it's, it's a book about that nudge that you get within your soul of, you know, really living your soul's purpose. And I knew that I was not happy. I knew that there was such a big void that I was ignoring and that I just couldn't do this anymore. It wasn't the right, I wasn't living the right life to make myself happy and to be who I really wanted to be. And I felt suffocated and I felt like I was dying inside because I actually was. And so that was in December. No, sorry. That was in October into late October into November. And then December, you know, one of my favorite times of year, because my birthday is in December on the 15th. And it's always just been a time that I love because, you know, I get to see my family and Christmas is a really fun time for us. And, you know, it's just, it's just a, you know, a lot of people love Christmas and, you know, I'm not, I actually don't celebrate, you know, what Christmas is. I just like the holiday around it. I'm not going to lie. Right. So, um, and it's, you know, it's always been around my birthday. So it's just always like, you know, a good time for me. Um, but you know, with, with that being said too, I didn't get to celebrate Christmas that, that at, at really at all the way that I wanted to in the, in all of those 14 years and same with my birthday, my birthday never really got celebrated how I wanted it to. I'm a fucking Sagittarius, like celebrate me, you know, I'm going to celebrate myself and, let's go have a good time. And like, I would just, you know, go for dinner and come home early and go to bed, you know, like, those were my birthdays. And that is not like me. And a lot of things that I did in those 14 years were not like me. And I lost myself. So that's, that's what ended up happening. And so in December, coming back to that again, come in December, his dad had a stroke. And I just remember thinking like, okay, that's horrible, because Um, and just so you know, I never met his parents or, um, yeah, I never met his parents in the 14 years that we were together. So I knew that the only thing that I knew was that his dad had a stroke and he's in the hospital. And, um, I was actually thinking of leaving around that time. And then I just was like, oh my God, like that's horrible. And, you know, I can't leave now because, you know, he has to take care of his dad. And so again, I put what I, you know, my timeline aside. And 
Um, it wasn't, it wasn't getting any better. And, and I don't need to go more into that part of the story because that's, that doesn't, that doesn't matter with, and in, in how it pertains to my part of the story, but coming, you know, a few months after that, um, he was still in the hospital and, um, I ended up just being like, you know what, like I can't keep on putting other people's needs ahead of mine. And so, um, I remember it was the end of March and I was sitting at the water and I just really thought to myself, like, I, I'm going to do this. So then I had to get real and say, okay, I'm going to do this, but how and when? And I thought, well, if I'm going to do it, I have to do it like immediately. I can't, I can't decide this, know that I'm going to do it. And then, you know, live for two more weeks with him. I couldn't do that. So I thought, okay, I have to do this tomorrow. And that was on a Saturday. And I think about two weeks before that, I had kind of thought like, okay, it's coming to this. And so for those two weeks, I was really thinking about it. And then on that Saturday, I was like, okay, it has to be tomorrow. So I called up um, a few of my friends and all of them. um, I got them all lined up to be at, you know, his place the next day on a Sunday at one o'clock. And um, they were all there at one o'clock. And so basically what happened is um, that morning and you know what, maybe I'll go a little bit more into detail. I'm going to think about that another time, but um, because something happened in the middle of the night that just solidified my decision. But I think I'll elaborate on that another time. So um, in the middle of the night, something really fucked up happened. And I was just like, okay, I'm I'm leaving in the morning. You just have to suck it up and, um, and just know that, you know, tomorrow is the end of all of this. So I got up early and I went to my friend's yoga class. And, you know, she was one of the ones who was going to be there in the afternoon. And I was just like, oh, my God, Lee's like, can you believe I'm leaving in like a few hours? And so her and her partner were there, Raph, and like two, you know, two of the most beautiful people um, that I know. And um, uh, I was just like, you guys, can you believe this? So like I did the yoga class and I went home and I was like, all right, you guys, I'll see you in a few hours. And, um, and so I wanted to end the whole thing to his face. I did not want to, um, because what would have happened was like, you know, he did go away every morning to go see his dad in the hospital. And I could have done all of that while he was there and just like really taken a risk and make sure that I was fast and be out before he would be back. But I thought, you know what? No. After this, after a, this long of a period of time, I want to do it to his face. And so I came back from yoga and normally when some, you know, some kind of fight or whatever would happen, I would have to crawl my way up back to being like, you know, saying sorry. And like the whole thing would be his fault. But again, I would have to apologize for me getting angry that it, you know, that I got angry about something because he was being a fucking psycho. So, you know, um, and so anyways, I wasn't doing that is the point of the story. I wasn't, I wasn't coming to him and being like, oh my God, like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, and trying to make it like quote unquote, right. Or back to normal so that I wouldn't have to, um, go through the suffering anymore. So I wasn't doing that. I was just sitting there eating and he came around to the kitchen and said, we're still buddies, right? 
And I was like, excuse me, buddies. I was like, no, we're actually not. And I'm leaving in an hour. So I'm going to pack all of my things right now. And my friends are going to be in and out here in an hour at P1. And they are going to take all of my things and bring it to my place. And thank God I still had a place to go to. I have a lot of guardian angels in my life. I have a lot of guides. I have a lot of protection. And I am so grateful that I had that because to be honest, if I wouldn't have had this place that I'm in now, I don't think I would have done it. And so that is what happened. So um, he was obviously very shocked and was like, oh, okay. Um, Well, if we're going to do this, you know, we should do it respectfully. I was like, excuse me, you can do whatever you want. I will do whatever I want. But right now I need you to get out of my way and I'm going to start packing my things. And it was like (laughs) ridiculous. He tried to sit me down a few times and like, well, at least after 14 years, just talk, talk to me. And like, you know, we should talk about this. And like, I'm not, I'm like, I have nothing to say to you for 14 years. You've never listened to me once. Why would I think that you're going to listen to me now? It's a load of shit. So I just got up and I was like, no, I have to pack right now. Every minute is valuable right now. And I just got up and I was like, no, no more of me giving you my time. No more. And so, you know, then his wheels start turning and he starts to think like, oh, well, if I help her pack, oh, look at everyone's going to be like, oh my God, he even helped you move. Like, how could you leave someone who even helps you move? It's like, fuck you. It's another narcissistic tactic. And I can see right through all that shit. So that is what ended up happening. My friends came, got all my stuff and we drove away. He even made a trip to my place for me. Again, typical narcissist trying to make it all about them and how amazing they are. Again, I can see right through it. It's disgusting. And, um, that is that, that was that day. And that day in April, it was raining so hard, so hard. And it was like, holy shit, the heavens were literally pouring down on me that day that all of this was opening and pouring out. And it's like, now that I look back on it, I'm like, how beautiful was that? How beautiful was that? That the skies reflected what was happening in my inner world. And that was a that was the hardest day of my life. You guys, I would have to say that was the hardest day of my life. It took so much courage and strength. I cannot even express to you how much it took. But I knew that I could do it. And I had to. And I ended up doing it. And I'm still proud of myself. And I'm still proud of myself that I'm still here. Because the aftermath of going through something like that, I, I, I don't even know where to start. And so I have to think about that. And that is what I'm going to share in some of the following episodes, because it is, it is, it's fucked up. I was just trying to think of what, what to say about it. It's really fucked up in, in, in the, in, in what abuse does to you after how you think you're just going to come out of it and everything's going to go back to normal and you're going to come out of it unscathed. I actually thought, and I'm not kidding here. I thought that I was going to be come out of it unscathed, that that I wasn't going to be affected. I I thought that because I never gave myself permission to, to acknowledge how horrible it was what I went through. And I'm still actually accepting. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still on that road. 
to acceptance and to acknowledgement. And I can say that with full truth in my heart. It's still, it's still hard for me. And so that is the full thing in a nutshell for you. And oh my God, I mean, 14 years, there is a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to share about it. But I wanted to have, you know, one episode where you could all listen to and and have a, you know, a little bit of understanding for my story, for what I went through. And, you know, for some, it may be, there may be some similarities. And the thing is that connects narcissists is that a situation may be different, but the feeling, the manipulation is the same. And so that is why I do want to shed light on these things. And I do want to shed light on um, narcissists. And I do want to shed light on abuse. And um, because it is part of my story. And, you know, I am 39 now. And I am proud to be where I am. I actually don't regret the time that I spent there. Because, to be honest, the things that I have learned about myself in this last year and a half have been so valuable. And I know that it's, it was meant to be part of my story. And so that's why I have to share now because I know that I'm supposed to, and I can't ignore that any longer. I can't ignore things that I've known for a long time any longer because I already did that for too long. I learned that lesson. And so I have compassion for myself because sometimes still things still take me a long time, you know, to, to learn, but I'm human and I've had to really dig in and accept my humanness over the last year and a half and just getting to know myself and how to love myself again. And I can say that from a year and a half ago until now, it has been a wild, wild transformation, very, very, very humbling process, but the amount of love and compassion that have come from me going through this experience that I've learned to have for myself that I'm still learning to have for myself, but that I can now have for others is a gift to me that I can't express my gratitude for. And so what a gift that I get to be in this place in my life, in this time on our, of our existence to be here and to be able to, to have the privilege to be even sitting in this bedroom that I, that I call my own in, in, in my home that is so dear to me. I have so much to be grateful for and I have so much privilege to be able as a 39 year old woman to be able to share my story with you all. So I, I cannot let the gift that I've been given go to waste any longer. And so that is why I'm sharing this with you today. And um, I thank you for your time. Again, I thank you for listening to me. Um, Please reach out to me with any questions, anything that you have, you know, I'm, I'm here. I will always make time for all of you because my life now is of service to others. And that is my purpose. I know what my purpose is now. And, you know, there's more details to figure out about how I can offer my services to others. But as a whole, my, my service is to humanity. 
and to helping others with what I have learned and what with what I know now and the wisdom that I've gained from going through something like that and other things that I've gone through as well, which I will share more of as well. But I cannot be here and wait any longer to share in case it can help somebody right now. So that is it for you, for, for me today, everyone. I thank you again. Um, like I said, reach out and, um, I'm going to get recording on my next episode here. So I will see you all soon and I hope you have a great rest of your day, morning, evening, wherever this, wherever this podcast finds you. I love you all so much. Thank you.